I'm a right. twiddle tits. Nice, nice. Um, so, you know, that should serve as, as any introduction that you may need, but it's boulder nuts and twiddle tits. <laughs> and it's the future is out. We're back. You're welcome, folks. Um, thanks, everyone. Um, yeah, we've take, done another one of our extended hiatai. Yeah, we were, um, you know, we took... Like we, we said last year, yeah. Yeah, we took, uh, been listening to a lot of feedback from y'all and, like, taking notes and... We're listening, and we heard that we work way too much. Yeah, and like and you guys we were like, we'll do better. You said do less content. You're like way too much content. Yeah, it's That's coming what, out at way too regular. So, it's way coming out on way too regular a schedule. Yeah. There's too much of it. You're overwhelmed. We it's get it. Too, it's too relevant to the, <laughs> to the news. So we're listening. We heard you, and you're welcome. Yeah, and you're welcome. Yeah, we gave you guys a break. Catch up. But seriously, we're back, catalog. <laughs> we're back though, and it's good to be back. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff happened in August and, uh, we, <laughs> we, we had like a fun little, like, you know, brief video, uh, response thing we we're going to do today, but, uh, in typical fashion, it fell apart. So we're just yeah. going to play it loose today and kind of catch up on some stuff that's been going on. There was a, there was a miscalculation. Um, potentially government sponsored miscalculation. Yeah, yeah, you was, never know. Yeah. Some, the wrong coordinates were phoned in. Airstrikes were made on our on fu- friendly future Zal friendly militia positions. Um, it was a bit of a debacle. Um, but um, you never know because you know out of our out of our hat we've pulled a the rabbit of delightful content. We've pulled the rabbit. She's so yeah, funny. Just watching. Um, um, let's get started in just a second. But uh, just we also now that we're getting back into it, we have some cool guests coming up in a couple weeks, which is pretty sick. Yeah, I've actually. Um, yeah, Mac. I mean, I don't want to. We. Um, I don't want to like spoil it, but I guess I'm pretty stoked that we have uh, Queen Elizabeth II, the Queen of England, is coming on the pod next week. Blew it off. Um, yeah, you, you. By you, the uh, way, I haven't been. I've been like off news and social media myself recently. She's so. doing great. Yeah. She's doing oh. great. Oh fuck. Okay. Um. Okay. Oh uh, shit. Um. Sorry. I'm just getting. Okay. Who else do we have, Mac? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I'm reading some. Oh God. Um. All right. Um. Who else? Yeah. Who yeah, Who else is coming? Starts on the with an O and ends in uh, Obama. O bum. O. Oh, 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 yeah, his Netflix show got canceled, so we've been hearing that he needs yeah. uh, some help. But but no, in seriousness, we have some cool stuff coming, a couple of guests, uh, and that's a little call to make sure you're subscribed if you're not, because you'll see it. I was just talking to someone who listens to podcasts like a week ago, and they were not subscribed, like even though they listened to everything. Folks. But like and subscribe. Come on. You'll see, you'll see it all if we you're you subscribed. But uh, but yeah, that's it. You want to just like dive into this week? Yeah, let's What's up? let's dive into this week. Um, yeah, uh, you know we've got a mm. big old Hoover Dam's <laughs> worth. We've got a Lake Mead's worth of content behind the Hoover Dam of our um tardiness. Speaking of which, I don't know. This is not something we said we were going to talk about. But have you been seeing all the stories about how all these like dead bodies are being discovered? Um in what lake me no i didn't know um but that makes sense that's the one but from climate change right like the that's the client yeah that <laughs> the climate change doesn't guy. really narrow it down that's the that's the long-standing <laughs> body of water that's evaporating because of climate change right it is one of many yeah no but also it's like a lot of the various corpses stuffed into uh you know like um oil drums and stuff or are showing up because the water level has receded like 20 feet um which is great which is very good um it's giving some some people some closure in fact i read some story (laughs) about like this guy who's like dad like fell off the boat while they were they were um water skiing in like the 70s and then they never found his body and then they actually like found some skeleton 
who was not attached to water skis, but he was like apparently this guy's dad. So uh, that's good. Good news for him. Bad news for everyone else. Anyone who says um, that there's no b- benefit of climate change is a yeah, liar. Yeah, this some is guy proof. gets to found his dad who died in a tragic water skiing fiasco. But somehow lost his skis, but that's a investigation right. for another time. Yeah, something something fishy going on. Um, um, in any case, that is um, scary enough. But we have yet more ghastly details and <laughs> anecdotes for you here today on the future is out why else would you be here you Indeed. weren't looking for those um what's what's up first uh what do we want to talk about i think uh the first thing is just a uh, recognition like uh oh. so we're recording this on on a solemn day number nine nuevo nuevo once, once. yeah nuevo once yeah. 2022 it's 9-11 it's 9-11 folks (laughs) you know yeah you know i I, it's interesting like i feel like uh you know there's like an ironic tendency for people to go do the classic joke of like oh 9-11 like party at my house you know if you wanted to be like an edgy guy but i've seen very little of that this this go around you know i think everyone's just everyone's exhausted you know even the people who would want to make an edgy joke out of 9-11 are just they're they're gas. Is it fair to say we're forgetting? I think we are. I mean, <laughs> I did try to turn on the TV today, and like all seven like of the major news channels were just were on nine eleven. Oh really? Um, yeah. Doing nine eleven stuff. So I think, you know, I do think we are. I think we are forgetting finally, and which would be a great thing. Yeah. Honestly. Um. Well, I think like there's plenty of other places to like hear. You know, just the the regular old like you know, remembrance of the nine eleven thing. But I think why it's interesting to bring up here is because like so much of the podcasts about like particularly like surveillance tech and like the way that like people are like uh just like the there was a big title shift after nine eleven well, happened. What's the major the major creation of nine eleven among like the obviously the global war on terror and all the invasions in the Middle East, but like domestically, right. is the Patriot Act. Yeah, and the Homeland Security, like so much. DHS, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that did not exist, folks, before. Yeah, Department 9/11. of Homeland Security, ICE. You know, in um, what does ICE even stand for? Immigrations and Immigration Customs, Customs Enforcement. Enforcement, right? Yeah. Um, none of that existed before nine eleven. You know, the good old days when you could just walk onto an airplane like a Greyhound bus. Yeah. You know. Or, like, um, even the border, like, crossing the border and shit was, like, way different. Like, it was truly, it's hard to understand now because it's, like, we live through it and, like, it gets blurried. But it really was, like, a tidal shift of, like... I mean, there's, like, literal, actual, massive amounts of, like, genuine scholarship right. from, like, historians and political scientists and stuff, like, going into the the, the genuine, yeah, sea change that, that was 9-11. And, obviously, that also, you know is uh engendered a lot of the quote unquote i don't know alternate histories and and theories about you know why 9-11 happened and who's responsible and so on because it did totally create a, a raison d'etre for you know the united states military the the intelligence and in surveillance uh apparatus after the pretty much immediately after the fall of the soviet union or shortly thereafter i guess 10 years after um and yeah created a whole new fucked up paradigm um that now we we live in and and is still sort of the 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 rubric that like everything happens by i.e you know I mean, well, interestingly enough, I feel like it's fading. Like, you don't really hear so much about terrorism anymore, you know? It's like, well, but I think it's sort of receded. That, that's why it's so significant, though, right? In my mind, is that like the impact is way bigger than just that because it's like, yeah, even though you don't hear about like terrorism, you do have the byproducts of like, like all of the shit of like Facebook or whatever giving like your information to like a local law enforcement that is like, two layers removed from like totally. the justifications that were done with 9-11 so like you might not like you may not think about terrorism but like the impacts of these like this change in mindset is like totally still with us and like oh my all God. the security apparatus this idea of like we're this like defend the homeland type of thing um it's definitely still here i feel like you know oh my like god yeah way. to a massive extent and then like other things just spin off and spiral off from that that we can right. never uh you know 
have otherwise anticipated like it, it it then plugs into all of these new political questions and and uh little pitched battles that you know there was no that were like beyond the event horizon right. 20 years ago well well beyond well i think there's like not to, like it's almost like kind of it feels fucked up to like compare use the tsa as an example because it's so like not a big deal but it is instructive because it's like they, fuck, they're like are a byproduct of 9-11 and i think Definitely. it's like it's an example of like in the 20 years since like t- there's less terrorism like factually so and but your experience any of us going to the airport is like it's never been less right it's always been more from the tsa like there's more things to do there's more uh you know less convenience like there's more like scanning of faces like there's all this Definitely. like build up of security retinal scans yeah it I, never goes back and like i think being, that's yeah well yeah yeah and i think also it's like if you really just and i'm not even trying to be like uh provocative or, or obnoxious but it's like if you really look at it it's like and you accept the 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 sort of general pop history that like it was Osama bin Laden and Al Qaeda and and these forces that were the main drivers behind 9/11. It's like how can you look at what at the 21 years since and not conclude that they absolutely won and like achieved every one of their goals. Um embroiled the United States and the West in a massive de, you know, um delegitimizing and embarrassing imbroglio complete fuck up you know new vietnam whatever you want to call it in the middle east that was completely enervating and destructive to the united states's credibility and so on um and basically achieved nothing i mean the united as we record this podcast 21 years later the the taliban is again the governing right (laughs) the governing party the governing force in afghanistan (laughs) Iraq is destroyed and and horrible, um. You know, basically, and you know, ISIS was has since risen and fallen. There's nothing you can say that like anything really worked, based on what we were doing. And like you said, you know, we live in like constant fear and like control and like a state of like uh, you know, yeah, just um, surrendering our our liberties quote unquote and certainly right. our convenience to this specter of terrorism so it's like uh it seems like by by whatever metric it's like they totally got the better of us um not you know whatever you want to draw from that but um, like they call afghanistan like the graveyard of empires thing right it's like very i mean true, yeah, this, yeah it's very similar to what happened with the soviets like with us right now i feel like you know it's just like a lot of things going on at the same time but like we're no, gone. I mean, Everything's the same there. At least there. on a superficial level, it's definitely true. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so that's you know, think so about that. Think about that. So <laughs> we're back, and we can never pick we're, a better we're day. We're bringing the the best news for you guys. Uh, um, keep you happy and cheery. And uh, well, you know, as we've mentioned, you know, things aren't going necessarily as rosy as they might have been in the the non nine eleven alternate great. reality. So that's what great. are what are some that's what great. are some details? Um, that we might bring to bear in support of this um, hypothesis. Um, what did we? What did we agree on, Mac? Um, I know there are a few things on on the docket. Did yeah, you want to start well, with anything in particular? Is, I mean, I guess this is sort of related, but I think we we should talk about the Amazon news. So, yeah, basically the big thing was Amazon recently. Like I think it was like last month, they uh, said they were going to acquire iRobot, which it's not the Will Smith shit. It's it's the company that makes the fucking. They're uh, acquiring the two thousand and three film iRobot. Yeah, they're paying with, a billion dollars for the Will Smith movie. That movie, by the way, actually, I feel like maybe it's worth going back and watching that movie because I Dude, remember I it being trash. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, I two thousand four, a cool, a damn, cool chase, with cool car scene in that. There's a cool car scene. It's very similar to the movie that we did watch, Minority Report. Oh uh, yeah. They totally had a very similar. I feel like I guess iRobot kind of cribbed, where you're just like in like what looks like a sort of a like a Prilosec capsule, and mm. you're like zipping and zooming around on like various right angles, um, <laughs> like crazy um, you know tracks that are going up up down. I think I always get that one confused with I Am Legend, or he is. I not Am he Legend. Is, yeah, he is that legend was around is, the same. The, the metal band, band from, yeah. Uh, from Tennessee or whatever. Because it was around the same time when Will Smith was at the apex of his just, like, stardom. 
Uh, yeah, that, I remember yeah. that movie was kind of good, honestly. He is. I am Legend is is a sick movie. Pretty sick. Yeah. But this is not that. This is Roomba, the dumb fucking <laughs> robot that cleans your floor and runs no, into everything. We have not had such <laughs> luck. We have not been so lucky as to have a uh, you know vampire zombie apocalypse that has liberated yeah, us honestly. from having to care about things like that. Would have been so much better. A robot that cleans your house and spies on you. But um, <laughs> but in fact, uh, yeah, we 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 must live in this world. Um, and, and keep a stiff upper lip. So what, what is the, what is the T? Yeah. So the bottom line is that, uh, Amazon is acquiring iRobot, which is the maker of Roomba for yes. $1.2 billion. $1.7 billion. Ah, it's um, kind of short. Um, early last month, yeah. um, according to Bloomberg, um, the maker of the Roomba vacuum cleaner, um, you know, it may be the thing, fam- famous enemy of uh, little small dogs <laughs> and cats and cats, <laughs> um, the, the, the absolute just uh, harbinger of, of, of fear and doom. But also the total dominator of home robot, like as it is a thing, like home it's robot really shit. It's the only it's the home best. robot yeah. that like, I feel like is widely a thing and exists and is like serves its its purported function. Um but um, to hear as, its as purported function is to clean well, shit, right? right but and yeah. yet, and yet, um, to read from Bloomberg here, Bloomberg article from uh, uh, from August, um, Amazon will make money from selling those gadgets, but the real value resides in those robots' ability to map your house. As ever with Amazon, it's all about your data. Um, so yeah, the, this plugs into like the sort of ongoing trend that we're all aware of 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 the smart home, you know. So you've got your 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 Philips bisexual lighting light bulb, you know. It can do you can have like a purple light and a blue light going on at the same time, um, and make you feel better about paying like you know eighteen hundred dollars a month for a shitty apartment um, <laughs> in Brooklyn in Bushwick. Um, and then you know you've got like your, your Alexa damn who can like Alexa you know, turn on your but what was the like, you said you said it differently? You but. know the Phillips. Phillips. I actually have these in my house. So, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not bisexual. I don't think. Um, uh, I'm curious. Officially, yeah, because yeah, my girlfriend's listening, so I can't say. I can't. <laughs> but I can't say. You can like otherwise. signal like two blinks. Yeah, three blinks. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll okay. say Mac. If I do two blinks, I'm lying. If I do three blinks, I'm I'm telling the truth. All right, you guys have. Uh, All right, you have you'll to. Never you know. have to subscribe to our Patreon <laughs> to get the video feed of this to know the deep lore. In any case, um, thing is, the smart home is Amazon's like big bet. I mean, another thing we didn't talk about is that, or but we have talked about in previous episodes, is that Amazon, like Amazon, like. What, how we all know Amazon, like them selling shit to you on the internet and yeah. getting it delivered to your house, is actually like a bit of a flaccid market for them. Like they've been making less money. I mean, they still make money, obviously, on the shipping of stuff via the Amazon store, but like their growth sector is Amazon Web Services, right. which like do you even what is Amazon Web Services? It's again? just a cloud hosting. So it's like you could, if you're a business, like Netflix used to be hosted on. AWS for a while and it's just like if you want to not have to deal with all the issues of having a server farm basically like they do right. the hard work but they that makes up I think it was like almost half of all of Amazon's profits and like someone was saying that if Amazon Web Service itself was a company it would be one of the top 20 like fortune 500 it's companies it's ever huge. and it's also crazy uh, that like you probably never heard of it it's it reminds me of like you know how like like it's an example of like johnson and johnson you think of like yeah. the spray but they also make chemicals for war you know yeah. it's like and it's like yeah. their bigger They're business is like Orange. or like yeah. ge or like Unilever makes like like whatever. jets but you think of them as washing machines similar type of thing totally but uh but yeah no i think that what this thing was getting at and why it's interesting we've talked about like fucking antitrust on this like podcast before but this is reels into that because Basically, Amazon's saying that we want to like buy this company to like have the robot, right? But really, what people would say is like the that's just like an excuse. The real thing is that they want to have that data inside the house, and like they're willing to pay as much as they need for it because once you get a sense of like, do you have a dog? Do you have like uh you know children? Are or are you gay? Do you have like certain like type of things that may identify you a certain way? Like that is something that they can then use to target you on the money maker which is like 
the Amazon, they can sell you shit for it. But, um, you know, that in itself is like people who are like arguing against like monopoly type of stuff are, are saying that that is a prime example of like something that like is like basically just foul practice type of shit, like shouldn't totally. be allowed to go through. So there's a big push right now uh, to try and like basically block this like this acquisition from going right. through. Um, and you know, in itself, it seems like a little thing, but it's, uh, a lot of people are also worried about like, like ring, for example, the doorbell company, which Amazon also, yeah, owned by Amazon. Like there is evidence since Amazon's own them that they will send ring, uh, recordings to the police without a search warrant and like without the consent of like the people who own the rings. And so that's another thing thing that people are worried about here is that like if you have a Roomba can they just like take your Roomba footage to a cop and like be like you know if they just request it without any sort of <laughs> yeah shit um which is concerning and more concerning because they've shown that they're like they've done this in the past um yeah, but, yeah. and they also have Amazon has its own household robot <laughs> the Astro, the Astro yeah. which basically is like not available for purchase yeah. for various reasons it just like doesn't work very well I think it's or, a demo stage still yeah. but they have the Astro and they have we talked about on the podcast that fucking ring drone too oh, it's yeah, like this the, flying the, drone the, inside yeah, your house the, the Half-Life 2 well another thing like while we're on the topic is that people cuz like so this is a the home man, robot man. thing but like Amazon also in their warehouses like Amazon warehouses are filled with like robots, but like logistic robots, sex robots, <laughs> yeah, that are being just, shipped to people's homes, yeah, and like suicide robots, yeah. Like, if you, yeah, no, but like actual robots that like move shit. It's like a big component, and like they have a whole business yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, and so the idea was that like people were saying, "Oh, you're buying this company to like enhance your like robots there," but they have been very adamant that like these are like separate things, like the you know the home robot and the fucking uh you know shelf mover are like not interact with each other because i think that like if they say they're linked like legally they can get in trouble for like buying the company oh yeah they don't so, want to acknowledge yeah, yeah but, they like, have to like they're fundamentally the same right <laughs> thing um um okay so yeah obviously as far as the amazon buying roomba goes um it is literally a little robot that maps your home or at least has the capacity to do so and like you know i guess if you're wondering like what's the big deal or like what is the function of that like they do in this article go into some of the sorry yeah they do go into some of the like the potential utility of this type of thing yeah um which includes you know if the roomba is constantly running into toys on the ground or whatever or right. like things like that it it might know that uh you know you have kids or you have a pet and then that you're like a good uh you're a perfect mark to be marketed to for right. for those things or if you have very little furniture in your house then like the, maybe you're going to get furniture ads and shit um and even like more like i think we saw this with like for example like the cambridge analytica shit with facebook a bunch of years ago there's the obvious sort of things, but like, if you're ever on like Instagram or something and you get those ads that you're like, how the, like is it listening to me? That type yeah, of shit because totally. it's so accurate. This type of stuff is like that because like potentially it wouldn't just be like oh you have kids, which it would do, but it would have like the ability to do like several inferences down the line though too, right? Where it's like, are you messy? Like, are do you have like do you seem like a certain gender? Like these type of things. They're like it's very complex where it's like it makes like a lot of it can make a lot of assumptions that you wouldn't even necessarily think to make yourself, right? Um, right. And that are compounded with like other data that's available, right. you know, that they can you know, use your Amazon search history, your Amazon purchase history, plus the fact that say, you know, the Roomba can't do jack shit because you have garbage all over your house and all over the ground. I mean, one of the, the reasons, one of the interesting reasons to talk about this for this is that, like, I think it's a good example of, particularly with like the tech companies, right? Because they're so, they are involved in so many different things and are so big. It's it's an example of like any time there's like movement or like an acquisition, you have to like kind of think a little bit outside the box because like the first the the base reason for whatever they're doing is almost always not the actual reason for why it's being done. 
You know what I mean? And like this is potentially a clear example of that. It's like Amazon doesn't need a fucking Roomba. Like they can make their own Roomba, right? Right. They yeah. don't. They don't. They're they not. Do not need a house no. cleaning robot. Yeah, they can literally make anything they want. Um, what they want is like the thing that's valuable, which is the data. And like so many of these things, uh, are like that. Where like recently, not to go on a tangent on it, but like Facebook, for example, they just bought this like virtual reality headset maker which on its surface is not a big deal but the reality is like the reason why they're buying it is because they make their own and it's like it's easier for them to just like kill everyone rather than actually make a good shit right um and so there's like with any of these type of things um it's usually like less straightforward than it seems um which is i don't know just kind of yeah and like yeah data and just marketing anything that can be used for that purpose is usually the thing that's at issue here. And also making it, I don't know, I think obscuring the hand yeah. to, to a large degree is, is a thing. It's like maybe not having like the Amazon house cleaning robot, but it's like, oh, it's Roomba. It's like right. a, it's a brand that you already know. That's what they did with the ring for sure. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's like t- like we talked about this off mic for a second, but around the same time, they also bought this company called uh, Amazon. Bought this company called One Medical, which is it's basically like a concierge, like uh, virtual healthcare, like for stuff that if you don't need to go to the emergency room for, which is useful. But they bought it with a similar type of thing where it's like they don't really need it, but they had their own healthcare service, and if you imagine like mapping on this healthcare thing with like all the data amazon has about you personally like if you were down the line like you know a a healthcare company it's extremely valuable if like you basically like have personal health data on people uh, that they're willfully giving up through like an amazon watch or like through like any number of things you know what i mean absolutely yeah and that's again like not how it's sold (laughs) at all but it's like you you get to this place where like people who are concerned about it would say that like it's these little steps to then before you know it like this company is just like doing is monitoring your health monitoring your data and then like just it's all going into the same like sort of pot but just with different names you know what i mean um which is kind of concerning you don't want like one company just in charge of your entire life yeah it is like very much like fucking tv you get into like e corp bullshit which I don't know. I think people like recognize as being dystopian and bad, but then also, you know, when it's just like, also we we've been given condition to just uh want and appreciate convenience yeah, and like also sure. like already acknowledge like feel like oh well my privacy is already non-existent. It's like a it's a dead letter anyway. It's just um, weird. Though. I mean, this is a good time to bring this up though, right? Because I think an example is like last month this came into the news because like uh when they overturn like the roe v wade stuff like now yeah. in a lot of states like abortions are not just illegal but like you can go to jail for having an abortion yeah and there was a case there recently like snitch lines yeah well like facebook uh basically the story was that like a person who i forget what state it was but they uh broke the rule for like a 20 plus week abortion and they were trying to like convict them, and the way they they made the conviction go through was they subpoenaed Facebook to give them data that they were like messaging other people on on their platform, and they found out that like this person that was being investigated had like texted someone about abortion pills, and that was like evidence to fucking put them in jail under this new law. And it's like you don't, no one's fucking thinking about that, yeah. right? You're not like thinking that like your shit that you're saying on Messenger could like fucking put you in prison but it's like all these little steps get you there you know yeah until they all of a sudden yeah you're basically surrounded right and like you can't say anything you know it is yeah no i mean that is that's i think a great way of thinking about it too it's like oh whatever i'm being marketed to but it's always both it's like marketing and then it's also like potential divulging that to law enforcement too which is like always the next thing it's just like and it's like yeah if this information is available to marketers like it's also available to the police well, like, like basically none of yeah none of them except for like maybe Apple have like shown any willingness to like not give shit to the cops you know so it's like yeah 
especially if you're like if you haven't done anything wrong and you, you just happen to get tied up in the thing you know it's yeah a fear, but um speaking of people who haven't done anything wrong but are become uh the victims of uh getting tied up in a thing um, donald trump no uh, it's a joke correct. <laughs> yes well you know He's gonna. He's gonna. This he's, is a Trump-free podcast. Patriots for now. will soon be back in control, <laughs> thankfully. Um, now I was gonna tie that to uh, Missile Maker Raytheon, um, our new partner. <laughs> our new partner. Um, that's right, folks. Raytheon and the Future Zhao are here to. Y'all know who Raytheon is. God, it'd be so sick. We'd oh, make if so we had much a, money. A, yeah, a partnership with Raytheon. How much money we make? So much. Um, no, you maybe have heard of Raytheon. They're the the missile manufacturer. They make weapon systems, uh, primarily missiles, including the famous Tomahawk missile, mm-hmm. um, which has been used to blow up a lot of shit by the United <laughs> States, um, including uh, the long-range cruise missile that trump ordered fired at a chemical weapons facility in syria in 2018 if you recall that yeah a whole like theater thing too that was like a whole big deal even though it didn't really end up doing much but it was like uh they also make the javelin which you've maybe heard if you've been following the ukraine uh you know war where you know these anti-tank uh and i think to a certain degree like anti-aircraft yeah uh, like stinger style missiles. It's that been, thing that like you, sh- it shoots up into the air and goes up, and then it comes back down and like yeah, hits the it's thing. Yeah, it's like classic rocket. The worst glitch shoulder. in Modern Warfare Two ever is yeah, just so, so bad. So anyway, they make they're 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 behind those those mega hits. Um, <laughs> if you're a missile fan, <laughs> yeah. um, and basically, obviously, from a you know, a lot of people have rightfully taken this company to task for being, you know, making the bombs and missiles that have blown up like so many unknown thousands of civilians in our like, you know, illegal wars in the Middle East and drone war. And, you know, there's a there's a rich, rich literature around how all that shit is bad and it, just in general bombing. they're truly the military industrial complex yeah and yeah, yeah that's it, them, <laughs> them and, and uh, lockheed martin and shit um but um thankfully uh they've extended a helping hand to uh you know a little organization that is uh on the right side of history, if you will, <laughs> um, girls who code. Oh, girls who code. So this is from your old, your alma mater, Mac Motherboard. Uh-huh. We put out an article a couple, couple days ago, um, with the headline "Girls Who Code Team Up with Tomahawk Missile Maker Raytheon." Um, what is what is girls who code, and what's this partnership all about, Mac? So, Do you know? Yeah, you girls who code, as run, I understand, they've been around for a bit, but basically, it's like one of these type of like foundations or like organizations that's like in- interested in getting more women into STEM because it's like yeah. a you know a field that's historically overrepresented by like white men, which is true. Um, but it's yeah they they've been around for a long time and have had like a lot of advocates. Like fucking Mark Zuckerberg's sister is a big um voice for them but um but yeah they they, they're involved with a lot of universities like at nyu which we went to school at they had Mm -hmm. like a a bunch of like like events and stuff oh yeah uh no kidding but um but yeah it's very much like uh, how do you say like with this partnership i'm actually not even it's very unclear what the partnership's even really doing but i think they're like helping them raise money but um i was kind of unclear on that yeah it's it's basically I think basically Raytheon has leadership a bunch and of, technical training to college yeah. students. <laughs> That's just great. That's like, um, could have been us. It's great, yeah. <laughs> and it's like go figure. It's like I wonder what they might use that for. Maybe right. becoming like yeah, missile techs at at, at Raytheon. It's very um, Hillary vibe, you know, big like Hillary just... <laughs> lean in vibes to the max. Yeah, yeah, or it's just like basically this amoral sense of like if women can get higher paying jobs in like these male dominated fields that's inherently a good thing like setting aside i don't know what those jobs are doing and like maybe how they affect other women in other parts of the world who are like getting blown up by the bombs that you're making at raytheon um because the whole thing is that like yeah a lot of these fucking missiles are blowing up whole families and stuff um and there's a long long uh pedigree of that um another thing that also just tangentially was that the u.s military like finally came out with a big like 
uh, multi-step, like in-depth plan of how to kill fewer civilians. I saw that, yeah. uh, which was funny. And I mean, in a sense that, later. yeah, after 20 years, they're like, okay, so maybe we could <laughs> do a little better. Um, anyway, so like the, the, that is a tacit admission that they've been doing a very bad job, even by their own standards, of not killing women and children and innocent. Um, people so Raytheon has been you know front and center in in all all of that and um that all that being said they've 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 been pretty um pretty stoked to get women girls who code in the door um they they there's a quote um in this article that reads as follows the leadership academy aims to provide students from historically underrepresented groups with increased exposure to tech careers by empowering them with supportive community of peers and professionals and professional development opportunities. Students in the Leadership Academy come from more than 80 colleges from the U.S., and about 90% identify as black, Latina, indigenous, or first-generation college students. Um, and it's like, you know, okay, Obviously, the all of these underrepresented and marginalized groups are like are genuinely underrepresented and marginalized. And I'm sure for like these individual kids and stuff, it's like great that they can they can get paid a bunch of money to like do something STEM that's like right. close to what they like to do. But you know, uh, the, this is like the whole problem with like this whole like liberal representation politics because it's like asking. It's just like. Uh, getting more people who have previously been excluded to have like be able to get blood on their hands right, in yeah. this horrible you know system that previously it's just been like yeah men and white people who are doing awful things like you know manning the machinery that grinds people into dust and it obliterates people in the middle east right um for for like u.s empire but now we can get like a, we can get some black women and some latinas they and can some, do the same it's thing like too. i don't think i don't know how you know how good that is well no one's like not to use a trite example but it's like no one's like re- like complimenting the nazis for having a great like you know female leadership in their corporate corporate world right, you know? would it like- have been better if there were like more women and like uh you know if the if the the Nazi high command was more diverse. It's just like, no, it's kind of still a bad thing. Um, and if it's more diverse, it just means more people ended up having to answer for, for its crimes or should have in any case. It just seems um, like it, this is one of those examples where it's like, stuff. you can just like, it's an easy decision to not partner with a military. Like, yes. just don't do, like, yeah. you can find money somewhere else. Girls who you know? code, it's like, yeah, maybe say no to, yeah, like how the, much the weapon you, company. That, yeah builds bombs um for our like various horrible overseas adventures um but you know not everybody is uh you know quite on that page apparently so you know girls who code you know related to that of like examples of companies just like maybe you know saying no to certain things like that uh (laughs) there's been a whole thing going on recently at google and amazon where they're um Basically, they're both working together to like uh, partner to provide cloud like uh, computing and infrastructure shit to the Israeli government, and mm. it's a similar type of thing because like there's been a bunch of like protests um, and a bunch of like people from the companies walking out because basically like pro Palestinian employees are worried that like basically the facial recognition and like other tech that their companies are giving to the Israeli government is like going to be used to like, uh, you know, further harm Palestinian people. Yeah, and police um, them and stuff. It's like, especially in like the stamps. occupied territories and stuff. Yeah, and like seems uh, fair to reason. Which, uh, yeah, we, it depends how much we want to go into that. But like, it's another example of like you could like, especially if you're Google or Amazon, you're a trillion dollar company. It's like you can be picky about who you get to work yeah, with. Yeah, you could, and like, but it's also <laughs> like it's sort of like classic Aesop's fable shit of like, you know, the frog who gives the scorpion a ride over the river and then the scorpion just stings it anyway and kills it and then the frog as it's dying says like, why'd you do that? And right. the scorpion says like, I don't know I'm a scorpion, I just, that's, I, I stink <laughs> shit. And it's like, point being like, if you're Google or Facebook and you're saying, like, well, why aren't you uh, being more, you know, conscious and considerate? It's like, that's not what they do. That's just, like, that isn't what a, a trillion-dollar company 
gets to that point by doing, which is like a- activism and and having a moral view of the world where like, yeah, maybe if you are like the country that's been condemned by the UN that hunt like, you know, dozens of times for violating human rights and essentially like conducting an apartheid, you know, uh, military dictatorship of a, of a captive subjugated population, like don't do business with them simply doesn't work that way. Also not to mention that Israel is like a, a tech you know, that's like one of the main arrows in their quiver is how how much of a little mini Silicon Valley Israel is. And, you know, there's famous examples of, of, of our favorite, um, you know, appliances and apps like Waze and SodaStream. Yeah. yeah, it's a big startup culture. Fiverr, you know, all Israeli stuff. So it's a it's a natural hand in glove fit. But you would still think, like, maybe don't. Yeah, I would agree with most. I think the reason, I agree with most of that, but, like, the reason why, like, I brought it up because for work, like, a couple days ago, I was, like, they, so Google and Amazon workers, who historically, like, they're, like, independent of each other, they, on this last week, in New York, San Francisco, um, and Seattle, they had, like, a joint protest of this, precisely this thing, and it was, like, like, hundreds of people all throughout the country and the interesting thing is that like i think that like at if you were a certain type of company like people wouldn't protest because it's like assumed like right. if you're halliburton it's assumed that like yeah this is just what you do but there is still at these companies they're kind of in like a figuring right. out phase right because they say like the whole google they don't be evil be, thing yeah. they purport to be this thing and people who work there a lot of them still you know hold will like hold them to that right and right, so they believe now it, yeah. they're kind of being like prove it right um and they're like uh no they're like no <laughs> but i think it's you know with this specifically this thing so what well, um, you t- describe exactly what you were what exactly happened what went down and so in this what you ca- saw yeah in this case it was uh google's obviously based in california but uh they have offices all over the place including in new york is like one of their biggest hubs and on last week basically it was about like 100, 150 protesters were lined up outside their office doors, like when people were going out, like leaving for home. And it was just like a rally uh, with a bunch of people, uh, you know, chanting basically to, to cut ties with Israel and to end this project. It's called Project uh, Nimbus is like the mm. code name for it. Um, and... Google says that like this thing is like it's just for like administrative type of tasks. Even so, um, you know, it's like people are worried, and um, and so yeah, like there was a lot of like, it, it's a Google and Amazon thing, but like at the event, it was like a lot of Palestinian activists were there, kind of like making it their incorporating it into the larger like sort of you yeah. know, pro-Palestine cause, um. But and it was it a lot of employees of the of the companies, or was it? Yeah, yeah, more present. Yeah, definitely for sure. And uh, you know, I spoke to one person who was like, they claim. Did you write a you write a story about this? Yeah, I wrote several. Yeah. Hmm. Um, you can check it out on gizmodo.com. dot com. Mac DeGaren. Um, I, yeah, I was pretty Gumshoe happy reporter. with that one, honestly, because I got to be like yeah. on the ground and shit. Definitely, that's cool. But um, but yeah, there's like some people who claim that like they've been forced to like quit their jobs because they're saying they're getting pushed back at the companies for being like vocally pro Palestinian. Um, the companies deny that, but it's a big thing. And I think the the reason why it's kind of interesting amongst other things is that like a couple, like in 2018, Google specifically had this as very similar contract with the U S government, with the military called project Maven. Mm. And it was uh, providing artificial intelligence to the military and they ended up scrapping it because there was such a big protest movement within the company so this is kind of like a moment they're having of like arguably it's a very similar thing and like are they going to like stick to what they were doing there or are they going to like say fuck you like we're going to do this against like our you know stated uh, yeah so it's a you know it's i think it's People haven't really been covering that much, but it's kind of a moment, right? It's like a moment. It's a moral moment. You can go figure like, that no yeah. one is like. Is it shocking that this is not ca- has is not meeting yeah. rapturous coverage? You know, it's like it's just 
does does speak to priorities uh in new in like the media you know whether they be explicit or you know don't cover this or just like you know people there's no there's no big bucks or 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 cool sexy headlines to make covering this I for think the it's, most part it's complicated that too is the problem because it's like it's particularly with like the israel palestine stuff it's like like i like personally <laughs> think that these protesters are directionally right but like when you're covering it they do just like say a bunch of stuff that's like like you can't repeat it because it's just wrong or like incorrect or like well, you can that, repeat it as having been said without endorsing the, its factual content or it, whatever. It, but it requires a little bit more massaging than like other stories that are simpler do. Right. And so I, I mean, think it's, it's obviously like, it's a fucking it's a hot button issue and a, largely a third rail. I mean, right. But it, what, what we I think we talked about it on the podcast a long time ago that that one AP reporter who was herself like a Jewish Jewish American chick uh-huh. who got fired right. for reporting something. If I recall. I think her name is Emily something I, I I should know but like relatively anodyne or like saying something on her personal um Twitter like relatively anodyne criticizing Israel yeah. and just got app just got shit canned from the AP for it. So it's obviously it yeah like you said it's it's like particularly sensitive. So yeah, you I'm sure as a reporter you have to tread very lightly. Um well, I think the criticism I mean this is the thing that a lot of the pro-Palestinian activists there will say is that they basically they'll say that they get like in trouble for saying things that are categorized as anti-semitic when well, like yeah. really they're like their their interpretation of it is like it's just like voicing your opinion definitely but it gets like c- complicated because like it does you get yeah. you approach a certain line where like if you're a manager at work it's like if someone just like f- feels bullied or whatever it's like and it the gets, ADL like, and stuff is like literally have people whose full-time job is to just read right. the news and anyone who says anything critical of israel just issue a statement saying decrying their anti-semitism right um and then i think a lot of people for like good who are earnestly trying to do the right thing and don't want to be anti-semitic say well okay i don't you know fuck that then um so yeah, yeah. it's pretty gross and like as a jewish person someone who's been to israel and stuff i find it terrible and like really so awful on so many levels that like a it's cheapens like act like the notion of anti-semitism in a real way by calling anyone that's what i think yeah yeah it's fucking awful and it's just like you know it's literal boy who cried wolf shit um and i think it makes a lot of people all definitely it's not doing great pr for for the jews you know right um in general as well so yeah pretty much a huge bummer on on several levels but in a way like you said, I think it's I don't know, it's it's um heartening to me that like people like comfortable tech employees are like right. making a moral stand on this, you know, when they could very easily just like not. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like an interesting thing. I wonder if you think anything meaningful will come of it. I think um, well, I think the most interesting thing is the fact that like uh both like multiple like Amazon and Google people were like basically unifying under it because like they've there's never really been like organization like that you know what i mean like there's like you, at any place you're gonna have some people who are like loud mouths or like protesters but it's a different thing when you get like actually a movement right and like uh i think that's significant and like it, i think you, you might be seeing more of that so it's something to keep an eye on definitely okay cool um do we have one last thing we wanted to Mention yeah, or uh, the art thing. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. That'd be a good one to end on. Yes. Um. So you know, in in trying and confusing times, at least we can always turn to you know the shepherds of beauty, the people who make everything. You know, they take the 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 hooves and pig ears and. And intestines and and scrotums of uh, everyday life, and puree them into a nice, <laughs> digestible, pleasant pink mush that we can all consume in the form of art. Uh, there we go. I was wondering where that was going. Right? Right? I landed it. I fucking landed it. It's art, folks. We love it so much. Is it a movie? Is it a painting? It's just good stuff. Is it a subway sandwich? Is it like a subway? Sa- is it a subway sandwich <laughs> made by your your resident sandwich artist? Um, but you know, 
traditionally art was made by uh, human artists, um, perhaps with a vision, you know, like a something to say, a unique human perspective um, that, you know, distinct though it may be, somehow plugs into our own, you know, human experience in a way that makes us feel that we might transcend our individual human loneliness, you know, and feel connected with the universe and our fellow man, um, stuff like that. Well, turns out, um, not for much longer, bitch, because <laughs> <laughs> we can get that shit for free and a computer can do it. Um, what am I talking about? Basically, there was a, a big art fair festival. Um, um, in which, uh, you know, several artists across various disciplines were engaged um, in, f- in, 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 a, in an effort to win a, you know, a cash prize and the recognition of their peers and, you know, the wider art-consuming public. And for, for the first time, as far as we know, and what I'm mentioning, what I'm talking about is the Colorado State Fair's mm. annual art Known company. for its high no, art. Yeah, Colorado, <laughs> known as the, the absolute beating heart of culture in this country and, obvi- and really the world, you know? A place, just the cutting edge of, of the avant-garde. Um, the Colorado State Fair. Maybe it is, though, now, because, um, yeah. The uh, annual art competition gave out prizes, uh, this is from a New York Times article, in all the usual categories. Painting, quilting, sculpture. But um, some dickhead, uh, <laughs> you know, made some serious hay um, by entering with an AI-generated image mm. that won the top prize. Um which ex- what's a, so what's an AI generated image for right. folks so who uh, if you've been on the internet or you've been on Twitter maybe you've seen this but if not maybe you haven't there've been a lot of these new things that these AI um prompts they're bots basically right. and you can enter a text so you might say you know what might you say shrek uh liberating <laughs> auschwitz okay. or something like that or you might say yeah like um uh, subway sandwich artist in <laughs> hell and then uh, you know this this bot will use those words those keywords and it will like essentially scrape the entire internet of images that are, are in any way tangentially related to those keywords and then like again to use the pink slime analogy just slurry them into one thing and then like recreate them uh, in like a series of images that are just like uncannily sometimes like they're always matched to a large degree they look like a real like real image you know they're not like they look like real paintings or whatever like they're yeah there's a lot of people talking about this thing you know some of it has this eerie uncanny valley thing where it'll be like you know lots of human like images that are recognizable as human beings but who have like weird black pits instead of (laughs) eyes and like their skin is swirling with uh, paisley and shit. And it's just like, clearly there's something inhuman about it, but it's also startlingly recognizable as like, um, you know, whatever you prompted it to do. There's right. a, it almost belies, it almost implies like that there's like some type of thinking and thought going on. And in a way there is, you know, but in a way also there, there it is an inert thing. Right. I mean, you're getting into some of the, the stringier issues surrounding artificial intelligence and, f- and thinking and agency and stuff. But in any way, in this case, they did this computer um, software uh, that is called Middle Ground, I think. Okay. Um, in this particular case, um, Mid Journey, I'm Mid-Journey. sorry, Mid Journey, mm-hmm. which is one of these AIs. And it created um, this artist guy who, so he won this prize in like a $600 um, blue ribbon for it and then all the other artists who like actually you know probably spent like tens dozens tens of hours. hundreds of hours <laughs> working on an artwork that like you know with with brush you know maybe they're using digital software and like you know you know but still really putting their heart and soul into this this guy basically just typed like 15 words into a program and it spat this image back out at him so and he won and he fucking won. Um, it's called Théâtre d'Opéra Spatial, um, pretentiously, which is the French for um, uh, uh, theater of, of the space opera. Nice. Um, pretty cool. 
And you know, it is nice to look at. It's cool. It looks like something you might see on Deviant Art or something like, or like might be like in a concept art booklet from a video game. Right. You know, it's right. like it's pretty cool. It's like kind of spoopy. You've got like 18th century. It kind of looks like a bunch of Victorian, like a Victorian chamber in a Victorian palace that's kind of dark and candle lit with like some big spiral like portal in the middle to some like kind of heavenly city and you have people walking around in flowing robes and stuff kind of cool you know but anyway um people are pissed because you know this guy kind of by the way they see it he cheated you know um but well, he did put like in the description it was like via the yeah he did AI, he did right? basically like, state at least in like a um without going probably into too much detail he did said it is via this program so but he didn't like he didn't program, lie yeah but um who knew i don't think the probably judges probably didn't the judges had no know. idea yeah, yeah definitely although they did go out and say like okay now we know what it is and uh <laughs> we still would have done it yeah, of course well they can't right yeah. right because <laughs> if we said otherwise then we look like assholes <laughs> right. um but, um it's, it's significant because it's like the first time that you know by some some body of judges has looked at a bunch of humans artwork art you know art which is supposed to be you know the human experience it's an outpouring of the human soul it's like a computer can't make art you know but now for the first time they a bunch of humans were like yeah this shit is not as good as uh the the one that, that was just a computer um i feel like i mean i don't know I, i'm curious what you think about it but like my idea is that like it's still like the computer even if it was just 15 words that you put in, like those 15 words make all the difference, right? And it's like... Yeah, but create... anyone could have done it. It's And like he didn't have an idea when he put but, the... But, like, like... The, but the, the judging, I'm assuming if it's like a multidisciplined art form that they're measuring, it's not necessarily judging, like, are you the best painter? Are you the best, like, weaver? It's just saying, like, what's the total uh, whole thing? And, like, I'm judging it based off of that. And I think if it's, like there's no requirement for like any particular thing then like the end result is what you're measuring and like fine like but and like i'm not here to adjudicate the rules of the colorado state art fair you know and i think you know but the, the, my point is like the ai wouldn't have just like came up with it like it only came up with it because it was prompted to come up with that image by the dude yeah but this dude didn't really know that's like you know is it the same if i paint a, a painting and if you basically ask someone else to make a painting for you and you describe well, it. Well, basically every professional artist does that. Like they don't make their own shit, you know, like they well, have people no, fabricate that's not their true. stuff. I mean, people, well, okay, fine. People have fabricators or whatever who are like, if you're Jeff Koontz, but there are many, many artists who, who do hand create their own works. And I do think there's a significant difference between you go and like have an idea and get the paints and you paint a painting and i like basically ask a third party like hey so like i'm thinking of like okay so there's like this guy and he's got like a cool cape but then it's like you know he's sort of like driving a race car but it's like space and like you know there's flowers everywhere and then like some guys like okay cool got it and then like he paints it and then i say hey i did this because i i gave this guy like five or to 10 words I think a lot, I but like a, a, I didn't really like make a lot that of like like films. Though, for example, like a producer does exactly that, right? Where they well, won't actually do anything other than have the vision. Well, producers like, don't make. There's no. That's why there's no such thing as like greatest producer, and there's not Oscars. But directors given. do a similar thing, though. No, too, but directors man. are on it's the like, ground. You know, they're they're I I like they are actually creating each scene and direct putting actors in specific places and telling them how to make the line with music you can there's a lot of like a lot of the best songs you like are like written by other people and like it's just a vision right for it. like I think, it gets, Matt, it gets I think you're being like, a bit contrarian well for, you're for talking about like you know like the dude like just like that's like doing as a hobby like they're like art but like what i'm saying is that like fundamentally the difference between like what is it that this man is doing, which is giving commands? Like a, a lot of the like, there's a lot of types of art that are considered art that are doing very similar things. Well, right? there's Where a difference between manufacturing it. Maybe a bunch of different humans collaborating, and then one person taking more credit perhaps than they deserve. Bet between that and then a literal computer that's just spitting, you know, pixels back based on like a scrub of existing images on the internet. You know, 
Granted, I mean, uh, okay, what I, is I, that? I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't see the real fundamental difference, right? Like, oh, I do. Day, I mean, one is a sentient, one has sentience and consciousness, and as far as we know, the AI bots do not are not. Would you think? But do you that think inherently affects the conscious. No, I don't. I well, I don't care if it has consciousness. It's like I'm just measuring the end product, right? Which is like, how did you get there? And if 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 one was that you had a bunch of people who are not don't have the vision, but they have the manual skills, and you give them well, the someone vision. Someone has the vision is the point. Well, that person and this person would argue that gave the commands to the AI had the vision, right? right. The I AI just, just think did he the, la- the labor. The because no. there's a difference between having and executing a vision and just putting like a couple words into a like nothing that you can do in 10 seconds is really the same as something that you have to like work through and like you know midwife into existence um but you know regard be that as it may you know be that as it may um there are some more practical concerns that people have brought up which is that and this has already started to happen for instance, like a lot of artists are working artists and they make their living by like selling their paintings and drawings and sketches to like in particularly newspapers and, right. and magazines, you know, because if you do a big splashy article, you need like a big painting or a big a big piece of artwork for the header image, you know. Right. And that is how a lot of people made money uh, for a long time as working artists. And now you can just literally make like have a pretty cool image come up by entering a bunch of keywords for free into a into an AI program. But and again, that's like maybe like, that's an example though of like just where making obsolete like a whole new um and like yeah, whatever. You might say fine, okay, but in in regardless, that is a a big problem for for these people. But those people know? like already don't exist, right? Like I, like at a, like a lot of digital publications like the one I work at like we just don't have people who do art anymore because it's like they yeah. won't pay they won't pay them to do but it. But those people, I mean, I think like, Mac, those people do exist. I'm sure they do. Because you don't you're you know, a lot of publications can't afford to pay them. Some publications, you know, like the New York Times can and do. And now they're already starting to to use this AI software instead. But like um, what the places that don't pay those people, like maybe this is an option for them to have something that like looks a bit better than just a Getty image, right? Sure, but like that's like saying like you know, uh, someone this you know this sector that employs a lot of people is about to be evaporated, but like but the it's already who, evaporated though. Like, no, this, it's like not. If, if you're replaced, if the place that's replacing it, it already doesn't hire those isn't. people, then what is no. changing? What what is changing what, is if the, the place that doesn't place that, already ha- have those people. Right, but we're, then we're not talking about that. We're that's what about I'm the, talking about. Okay, but I'm talking about the place that that does currently hire them, okay. which exists and is real. You know, like an Axios or something that has like an Axios, a New York Times, or the New Yorker, or Washington Post, any number one of these like large media institutions that does have the budget. Um, they will now. They now have a very valid option that they're like. They haven't done that yet, though. They like, have. There have been examples of. Um, I believe it was a. I think it was the Wall Street Journal, um, that recently used as like you know, as a header image on like a feature story, um, something that was an AI generated artwork. Interesting. Um, uh, that they clearly just got for free, but it it looks it smacks of you know if you're like a. You're like some per. You're one of the people who's paying for your monthly subscription, so you want to feel like you're getting your money's worth, and da 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 da. So you kind of want, you know, the full experience. You want to be massaged a little bit. Um, it looks good, you know. It looks like if you know, if I didn't know any better, I'd be like, yeah, of course, some someone made that. Some an artist who's more talented and skilled than I am, and knows how to use, you know, he knows color theory and knows art and and yada yada. Like, yeah, they made that. Cool. I I buy that, but in fact, it was a, you know, it was a computer. Um, so I haven't, it's, I haven't it's, seen the journal thing, but yeah, I mean, I I guess it's what I. It seems like it's something that's like. Yeah, it's a it's conceptual. a valid concern. It's something that's happening, right? Well, sure. I don't know if it's happening. No, it but is. It's I mean, like, if you want, it's like you, you I can see it's a valid concern, but I don't know if it's ha- like it. A, it is in fact happening. Well, um, that's why I was just looking it up is yeah, to see well, if there's any example of it. But right, well, I can send you an example if you don't if you don't believe me. But well, no, I'm just um, saying it for like people listening. Like, right. It's well, I I, I can attest to the fact that I've seen with my own eyes this um this phenomenon without being able to recall it you know at this instant um as we as we sit here but uh you know we can maybe put something in the show notes to that effect or if you don't if you want if you want receipts in any case um 
you know, it's something that's that's going down, and uh, you know, I think we're now we're kind of coming around the the corner and seeing something that was all maybe only just hazily on the horizon. Um, this guy who won this this piece, you know, is a very in a provocative, dickhead way. Said, and this is how the New York Times closes. Says, you know, th- this is the the guy who put the the keywords into the AI. He said. This isn't going to stop. Art is dead, dude. It's over. AI won and humans lost. Yeah, well, that's um, dumb. That's Which is some makes this guy, if you had any doubt, if this guy was a, just, a, just a self-important dickweed. Like most artists. But <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, he's, he, has the, he has the amazing ability of being neither an artist, being, having all of the pretension <laughs> and, and fucking absolutely unpleasant to be around qualities of an artist without actually any of the talent. Right. Um, which is pretty remarkable. I don't know. I think I think there's I think the whole art is dead thing is just not valid. Like well, obviously like, not. There's but gonna be it's like another way that creativity still exists. But it's another revenue source that some artists maybe had available to them to say like I can be do art for a living that is now like drying up like, you know, one of the various lakes and rivers of the of uh, of our planet. Yeah. Um, for instance. Um, so yeah, that's some fun, some fun new news, something to keep an eye on. Um, but uh, yeah, what do you say? Should we? Uh, do we have anything else to cover for our, for 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 this evening, Mac? Or I think uh, that's it for now. Or yeah. Shall we? Uh, shall we wrap it up? And yeah, let's Promise wrap it up. to be back. We'll be back. We'll be back with a special guest next episode, which will be coming out pretty soon. Uh, should be a good one. So make sure you tune in. Um, but yeah, that's all I got right now. Sweet. Um, same for me. So we'll bid you adieu and we'll be back uh, pretty soon.